Alright, I'm in the zone. What's up? What's up, folks? You are tuned into the failing frequency. I thought that would be good to go in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, we got some news for you this week. Uh, from, from the return of various old enemies. Yes. Some free thought. Um, mm -hmm. People trying to raise... Horrible creatures from the dead. The dead. <laughs> I I had a good day, and then we've got the latest episode of Star Trek: Prodigy, Crossroads. But before Boom. we get into any of that, and all the time codes uh, down below, of course. Uh, but anyway, what was I saying? How you doing, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, busy working, busy working. But other than that, living the dream, living the dream, and yourself. Good, man. Good. I, I, I recently, it was my sister's birthday last weekend. I went, I went home to Harrogate. There was a comic book convention. Um, mm -hmm. I had, I'm, I met some cool people there, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, Excellent. But yeah, all in all, good. A good, a good week for Star Trek for old Ethan. Oh, very nice. Very mm -hmm. nice. Then should we kick off on, on the news and work out why it was so good for you? I'm sure oh, there's yes. one or there's one or two segments that you absolutely love in our in our oh, news. Oh, the, honestly, there are, there are a couple of segments this week that like, oh, have just tickled me right in the Star Trek bone. Mm -hmm. um, but first up, um, we've we've got to do something, Mike. Again, we've got we've got to do something about this. Yeah. Um, people are still asking the former cast members of the Kelvin Timeline Star Trek movie franchise, whether or not they'd be up for its Star Trek 4, months after it's been announced that it's not happening. Yeah. And, and, and like, poor, poor bloody Zachary Quinto just doing his best to be like, yeah, it'd be sure. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just leave, leave him alone. Please. Okay? Can, can we put out, like, a message, a message to all the interviewers of the world? that none of the cast of the Kelvin movies know anything about the Kelvin movies. They don't, they don't get They didn't know shit. it was coming back. Why they would they know on. now? Yeah, they're, very they're, much they're, so. They're booked up. Mm. Um, uh, in an October interview with Forbes, Quinto reiterated, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea if or when it will ever come at this point. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Um, uh, but hey, you know, just, just, just that, you know, when the phone rings and JJ says, you know, hey, we're we're really gonna do it, then I'll show up. Yeah. Uh, but until then, I have a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. too busy. He's fucking, fucking, He's fucking guys to death on fucking American Horror Story. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, man, you, have you, I, you I haven't seen it, so I thought that was a weird reach oh, then. No, dude. Like, this series of American Horror Story has been rough. Okay. Woo! Yeah, Don't man. Uh, Zachary Quinto and, and George from Being Human, uh, they, they friggin'. They, okay. Yeah, they, they did that thing I said. <laughs> uh, poor nice. little twink. Uh,. But yeah, just yeah, like we this is what I mean. We've got to do something, man. Yeah, we've got to do something about this. We've we've got to help these poor millionaire actors 
Um, we've yeah. got to we've got to start like a a hashtag. Hmm. Leave the Kelvin cast alone. Maybe that's what we should do. You know, now we've got a Twitter that we are barely yeah. using. We should just tweet every time there's an interview. Tweet Absolutely. to the interviewer. To yeah, tweet leave... to the person who wrote it up saying, "Why the fuck would they know? Stop asking these questions." In it, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a note to do that. Yeah. Right now. Um, Don't worry, though. There'll, there'll probably be three or four more interviews this week. Um, oh, Chris Pine. Oh, um, whoever played uh, Sulu. Uh, oh, um, whoever played Jayla. Yeah. Are you coming back the for this movie that's not happening? Scotty's little little troll mate. Yeah. But can we have some uh, other fucking news other than Star other Trek? Other news? 4? Oh, well, you want some? You want some other news? Boy, do I have some other news for you! Oh yeah. Because do you know what time it is? Do you is it time, time for my least favorite segment? You you know it is, mate. It's time for Shatner Face. Yep. Woo! We got Shatner Face up in here, baby. The the segment where William Shatner inserts himself and uh, he does no wrong yeah but everyone oh, does mate. wrong to him oh mate this this week he extra did no wrong let me tell you mm-hmm. and uh, this edition of Shat this is this is actually a, a Shatterface times edition oh. um it's a classier it's a classier Shatterface than we used to this is this is no masked singer mm. no he did an interview with the times did you know he was in in the UK briefly did you not I didn't. sense? Did you not sense? Well, not like a, it wouldn't be a disturbance <laughs> in the force. It'd be because it'd be it'd be like something, something. Um, I don't know. Strange in my neighborhood. Yeah. No, like it'd be like it'd be like Deanna Troy's bad beta. Oh like, yeah. Did you not? Did you not sense something? Something? Nothing? Yeah. Uh, they should I just so. again. We should just do the. I sense he's lying. You know, tweet tweet that to um, Shatner all the time. Oh no! This I tell you what, man. This is a wonderful example of uh, of of the definition of spin. Yeah. Uh, so Shatner talked about a few things. Um, he he sat down with the Times to discuss uh, his new book, an mm-hmm. upcoming tour. Mm-hmm. That he's going to be doing. Uh, you know, he's talking about the convention circuit and. You know, saying a lot of nice things about the fans and how much he enjoys standing on stage, being asked questions. Uh, being the centre of attention. Yeah. Being the centre of attention. Then he opened yeah. up about his long-running feud with George Takei. Um, I'm going to read to you a couple of excerpts from uh, from this interview when, when talking about George Takei. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shatner says, uh, I began to understand that they were doing it for publicity, talking obviously about George Takei bad-mouthing him. Yeah. Um, 60 years after some incident, they are still on that track. (laughs) Don't you think that's a little weird? It's like a sickness. George has never stopped blackening my name. These people are bitter and embittered. I Mm. have run out of patience with them. Why give credence to people consumed by envy and hate? Mm. So, he likes talking about a show he was on in the 60s, 
but he doesn't like other people bringing up other stuff that happened in the 60s. Well, to, but I think the, the irony is like that speech is the, 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 the most bitter way of calling someone else bitter I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, he goes on when talking to the Times about his Emmy-winning run on Boston Legal, the actor used the opportunity to draw a contrast. James Spader was wonderful. The whole cast was wonderful. And I have never heard a word from them saying how much they didn't like me. You should probably listen more, mate. <laughs> you know, to, to Shatner in that I'm sure a, a good number of the cast didn't like you. And even if they didn't, you know, they didn't mind you. If one person doesn't like you because you did something wrong to them, which you did with Takei, then you're not owed forgiveness. You're not, you know, he doesn't have to shut up just because you want him to. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm sure James Spader wouldn't like him if he thought about him. No. Um, but yeah, so that's... Uh, so. There we are, good old Shatner face, um, and George Takei is the one who's there. But that's not the only bit of uh, Shatner face. We've got a double, we've got a double fisting of of Shatner face this week. Mm. Um, Mike, have you ever listened to the Howard Stern show? I haven't. I know of it. Have you ever listened to Rob Zombie? Yeah. You like um, the Great American Nightmare? Uh, I'm, I don't know what it is. I, I've got his um, um, Monsters reboot um, ready to watch. Just because no. I need something to hate watch at some point. I can't. I can't. I just. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, the Great American Nightmare song by by Rob Zombie is the uh, it's the it's the theme song for Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. Um. But this week, William Shatner sent Howard Stern a little gift this week. Okay. Um, are you are you excited? Is he singing it? Hold on. down from planet X. Thirteen ghosts in the devil's head. Step right up and feel the fire. Hardcore love of the never dead. Call me the American Nightmare. Right, I can't do it, man. I can't hey, do it. Yeah. yeah. Man, I think that was fucking sick. We need to get something just like that for our theme song. Yeah, I did. I didn't mind the the um, rock version of the TOS theme at the start. It's just Shatner. Yeah. Shatner being Shatner. Love it. Why do you think he does it? Because he's rich and can do whatever he wants. What is he doing? Like, like, there's, there's the, you know, we had Rocket Man, right? Rocket Man happened yeah. at the, at the, at the Oscars that year. I think it was the Oscars, mm. maybe the Grammys, but like, obviously, what's happening here is William Shatner can't sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so he's like, well, I can't sing, but one thing I can do is acting. I don't know if you've seen the movie Free Enterprise. They, they, they meet. Um, William Shatner, the actor, and it is some Trek fans, but they're going through love stuff. It's Will from Will and Grace, whatever his name is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I've seen, I've seen the trailer. End of that, yes. he he raps. Um, William Shatner is trying to make a um, a Julius Caesar 
rap play and he sings some of it at the end or he he raps some of it at the end oh man we're gonna have um, to look that up and at I'm least that was to... tongue-in-cheek oh. like you, you kind of got like that okay shatner realizes he's a joke and then he keeps well, yeah. doing stuff like this well, this is the thing. Like, like it, there is there is a, a lot of tongue in cheekness to it, but um, he doesn't just do covers. No, he do, he also does his own material, his own weird poetry that he writes. That's like just kind of yeah. vaguely like ah oh, this ah wisdom. Mm. You know, it's it just sounds like wisdom. Um, but if wisdom, <laughs> if you're fourteen, <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds it sounds like it, it really does sound like bad um, teenagers' poetry. Yeah. Um. Uh, but we love you, Bill. One of you, one of us loves you, Bill. I don't. Hey, it's not me. But enough of that. Enough of someone we don't like. Let's have some of someone we do like. Yes. John Delancey. Yes. We like John Delancey. We do. Uh, and last week, after we finished recording, I sat down to watch some stuff, and and I tuned into a channel um, that 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 I follow on on YouTube. They're a they're a charitable foundation mm-hmm. called the Freedom from Religion Foundation. They they work in the United States to to uh, raise awareness around maintaining the separation of of religion and government. Yeah. Um, and John Delancey did a little interview for them. Uh, nice. In it, the the hosts of of the of the platform they they look desperately like they're either trying they're they're either trying to keep their cool or they're trying to look like they know a thing about Star Trek. Um, but they yeah. do look like they are reading from Wikipedia pages. Okay. Um, and they also sound nervous. Um, but which is weird because they they do they always sound nervous every single time. Uh, but yeah, in it, John Delancey talks about um, something that he finds extremely important, which is um, atheism and, and free thought. And like, there there's a special kind of poetic irony in just how much John Delancey, who plays a god on Star mm-hmm. Trek, fucking hates the idea of religion. Yeah. Like, he's super against it, man. I mean... Good. Can, well, good for the work that um, that channel's doing as well. Separation mm-hmm. of church and state. Believe, you know, what the hell you want to believe, but don't don't make it impact other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yet the Freedom from Religion Foundation they 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 campaign for for you know separation of church and state over in the states, but they also they they're centered in Texas and they they work with. And they're, they're mostly made up of former um, ministers and preachers. Mm. Um, and they work with um, uh, another co- uh, foundation called Recovering from Religion, who literally, like, help people who are in situations where, you know, there may be, mm. you know... Help ex-Mormons be, or whatever. Yeah, Ex-Mormons or, you know, there mm. may be, you know, leaving church and they don't have a community anymore and they kind of... They helped them, um, and they cool. they work with places like the Atheist Community of Austin, all very charitable, all doing really good work, um, without the promise of divine reward. Mm. Doing the good work in this life, rather than waiting uh, 
doing it to get into the next. Very Absolutely. Nice. Um, but if you want to hear uh, John Delancey talking about that issue that's very close to his heart, uh, go over mm-hmm. to that channel and look up some of his other talks as well. Um, mm. He's um, like that. That interview is pretty tame. He's he's said some pretty fucking scathing shit about the idea of religion. Yeah, and he has no sympathy for the, for the people whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, on to some sad news. Oh, um, we were you, getting happier and happier for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. But don't worry. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't relate to us anyway. Because, you know, are you going to Seattle anytime soon? Not planning to. Well, why would you? Star Trek Mission Seattle has been cancelled. There's literally Ooh. no reason to go. Yeah, uh, yeah they're. Uh, this this on, kind on... of like follows that all, after all the Europe, Europe ones getting cancelled. Mm. And they're even under different event groups. So, like. The European ones got cancelled because they were shit. Um, and Amer- apparently all the American ones are getting cancelled as well. Well, yeah, the uh, the Star Trek Missions website says, after careful consideration, unfortunately the decision was made to not move forward with the Star Trek Mission Seattle event in 2023. We are working on new ways to bring our favourite Trek fans the optimum experience, and we look forward to celebrating together again in the future. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, sad news for Seattle folks. Why don't you go fucking have have an espresso over it? Mm. Um, go have some toss salad and scrambled eggs. I was going to say, go watch some Frasier. Yeah, <laughs> the go, only go. other thing I know is in Seattle. Yeah, the needle uh, one, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, but uh, never mind cancelled conventions. I've got mm-hmm. a cool story to tell. Yeah, go for it. Um, I went to a comic book convention last week, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I went to Thought Bubble. Um, mm. It was in my hometown of Harrogate. They used to, it used to be here in Leeds, where I live now. But then mm. when I moved to Leeds, they moved it to Harrogate. So, fuck you. They've been avoiding um, you, really. Well, Harrogate's an events place. They have a big convention centre. Mm. And, um, you know, Thought Bubble used to be hall- held in Savile's Hall. Okay. Which is named after Jimmy Savile. Yeah. So, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a few cool people there. There was like Scott Snyder was there. David Aha. Uh, and Mark Bernardin. Mark Bernardin. Uh, Mark Bernardin, obviously the um, scripts were no, supervising. Supervisor. Executive yeah. producer. Supervising producer on season two of Star Trek Picard. And obviously... He also wrote for um, uh, uh, Castle Rock and and mm. Masters of the Universe, and he and he does the Fat Man Beyond podcast with Kevin Smith, one of my favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. one of the first podcasts I ever listened to back when it was Fat Man on Batman. That's why I got Mark Bernard in. Hold on, this is gonna. I'm just gonna turn off the audio for a second. I got Mark Bernard to sign my microphone. Ah, very nice. Yeah, like yeah, it was cool. From one podcaster to uh, an up and comer. Yeah, man. Um, it was it was very cool. There was um, it was a funny moment. Um, after like we, we talked, we talked about some Star Trek stuff. Um, mm. 
we'll get into. And then and then he signed the mic, and then he um he he I did, I, did, I couldn't I. It just came out. Um, so he signed the mic with mm-hmm. uh, bronze sharpie, which I've literally just had in my hand here. This bronze sharpie, and then yeah. he, and then he put the lid back on and he put it down next to his pens, and I just instinctively went. Oi, that's my fucking pen. That's my fucking pen. <laughs> yeah. And he just went, oh, shit, sorry. And I was just like, and he went, I mean, that's the price for the autograph. And I was just like, yeah, right. Yeah. And I just took the pen back off him. I was like, my mother told me to always look after a good pen. Look after your pens. Yeah. To always look We're after too northern pens. to, like, let a pen go wandering. Look, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not that big a fucking fan, all right? This is a bronze <laughs> yeah. sharpie. This is a nice pen. You're not his stationary assistant. <laughs> Mark Bernardin. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it just came out. Oi! Skip. Have off that. Uh, no. Uh, but what was the what was the track stuff you talked about with him? Well, we talked about, like, you know, I, I, I said, like, I read that you, like, you know, you, you were an intern on Deep Space Nine, he was like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, you know, he was telling me that he he, he was an intern on Deep Space Nine. He pitched mm. a script for um, Next Generation that didn't get made. Um, and then, you know, 20 years later, he was, you know, what is it he said? He said, you know, it really feels like a, the culmination of a, of a 20-year journey of, of, of having a crack, uh, you know, getting mm. into the Star Trek franchise, it not going well, and then just kind of taking the long way around and getting back into it. Yeah. Um, which you know is very cool, man. And yeah. uh, you know, like I say, I've been listening to their podcast for ages, and over the years I've seen him get more and more work and get more recognition. And it's 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 cool. I'm happy nice. for him. Yeah. Um, but I know what you wanna you wanna hear about. What do I want to hear about? You wanna hear about I'll tell you, you I'll tell you what you want to hear about. You wanna hear about the script for future oh, yeah. past. The episode that um, Mark Bernard pitched for Star Trek Next Generation that never got made. Uh, no, past present. That's it. Past he couldn't presence. remember it either. He could. He couldn't remember the title either. Yeah. Uh, but he, so basically, he explained to me that the the base the the outline was mm-hmm. that they would be running kind of like a war game scenario, kind of like we had in uh, the TNG episode Peak Performance. Yeah, with a star. Oh. With a stargazer, yeah, yep. Yeah, so they're, they're, yeah. they're doing like a but they instead of you know wiring up to another ship, mm. wiring their sensors up and, and having an artificial environment set up that way, they just have an artificial environment set up to their sensors, mm. and and they you know, so there's a you know, artificial scenarios coming up on the view screens and stuff, yeah, and various sections of the ship will. Shut down if if they undergo if like damage. Yeah, yeah. If it's damaged, that you know system will shut down. Hmm. Um, and data has mm-hmm. one of his really good ideas. One of those really good ideas. Okay. Uh, a lesson he like probably in this scenario wouldn't have learned from ship in a bottle. Hmm. And he asks the computer to come up with a scenario. That he can't uh, beat. He does it the, again. And the uh, the computer comes up with an artificially generated 
Khan Noonien Singh. Okay. So they are fighting an artificially generated Khan Noonien Singh that exists only on the view screen. Mm -hmm. And within his own artificial environment. Yeah. So like, you know, presumably like when, when the view screen cuts off, the scene would cut back to Khan on the bridge of the Reliant. Mm. And were they going to get Multibarn for this? With Probably his chest the reason out? why it didn't get made. Yeah. Yeah. There's no um, way he could get to that sort of physical peak again. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, that's if that chest was real, which we're all fairly certain it was. Yeah. Um, but they probably could have made a fake one. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, but what what do you think? What do you? How does that sound? How does that sounds, sound to you? Sounds like a, a cool episode idea. I, I never understand why they do the the battle simulations on the real ships when they've got holodecks that exist in that sort of situation. Don't understand it. But well, I mean, you, you like, know, it sounds like a cool episode. I mean, they can't have the whole crew. You know, with the war games, with the, yeah. you know, war, you know, if you're having the bridge crew doing a war game scenario, yeah, you can do that on the holodeck. But like, yeah. you can't do that with the whole crew. Like, if we're having like an all hands battle drill kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it would have been like, I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have changed the lore in any way. Like, all the no. rest of the, um, like, augment stuff we get in enterprise is 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 all before khan and everything so yeah uh if he was pitching this i'm guessing it was towards the end of um tng as well being mm. that if he was interning on ds9 yeah and tng season seven or yeah tng season seven is pretty bad and they go to the to well honest... this person has a family member that's on board a number of times so it sounds no worse than any episode in season no. seven, really. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, it would have been. Uh, I, I think it would have been. I think it would have been fun. It would have been cool to to see Montalban yeah. again. Um, it would have been would have been funny to have like, oh no, Data asked the the computer to he he went from asking the computer to create like the perfect mind. Yeah. To the superior intellect. Mm. And it's just like, why do you keep asking the computer <laughs> to doing make this, things that are smarter than you? Yeah. He's an idiot. Uh, he's that yeah. smart that he's an idiot. Yeah. 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 The, the, um, yeah, the genius is folly. Mm. You think you're so smart, you forget that you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that would have been cool, man. Yeah. Um, and it was, cool, it was it was nice to actually to to hear it from the from the horse's mouth. Mm. Yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, um, then, uh, but yeah, do you do be... you feel informed? How do you feel after getting uh, double shattered on your face? I, I feel terrible. <laughs> we it started pulling it back there at the end, but the the start was really um, with Star Trek Four and and double shattered. Um, I feel like. A weight has been put onto my shoulders rather than lifted off. Yeah, no. Don't yeah. just leave leave the Kelvin cast alone. Yeah. Stop indulging William Shatner. Mm. Um think for yourselves. 
and and fucking um you know by Mark Bernardin's new comic book. Yeah. But speaking of comic books. Ah oh, yes, yes, you've got we some, almost you, like you've got some stuff for me, haven't did, you? Did a segue, yeah. We almost did a segue. Um, yeah, we've segued before, we'll segue again. Yeah. So when you're seeing this uh, yesterday, the first comic, um, the first issue of the Resurgence Star Trek. Resurgence oh, I thought you meant when. Sorry, I thought you meant when you're seeing this yesterday. No, All when right. you, the audience, are seeing this yesterday, the comic, the first issue of Star Trek Resurgence, the comic for the new uh, game, came out. Um, so I had a read through of that today. It is um, mainly introducing the characters, but it also sets up a bit of the plot. So um, we knew that Leah Brahms was going to be in this. Um, Leah Brahms gets kidnapped um, while she's researching a uh, rare and volatile form of dilithium that would make ships go faster. And, oh, great idea. Yeah. And the um, USS Resolute, so the ship from the game, is sent after her because the captain used to work with her or something like that. Um, and we find out that she was kidnapped by Talarians from the TNG episode Sudden, Suddenly Human. Um, so the episode Suddenly Human, uh, the Enterprise D comes across um, a Talarian ship, and there's a human on board, and a, a young human, and he was kidnapped oh. from an admiral and raised to hate humans. That's a um, great episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not only is it Talarians that have abducted Leah Brahms, it's that dude. So it is. It is Jono, Jono, the, that lad. <laughs> it's my mate down the pub, Jono. Yeah, Jono. Jono yeah. from t- Jono the Talarian. Yeah, well, Jono the the human who thinks he's Talarian or acts like he's Talarian. Tried to he's stab Talarian. the card. That dude. Talarian is a Talarian citizen. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, if if you want to, if you're gonna play the game, it's uh, it's starting to set up the characters at least. Um, you know, Captain Mustache, um, Engineer Strict Vulcan. And the mm. rest of them. So, yeah, I, I can't oh. remember any of the names. I apologize. Oh. I wonder no if reason. we'll get any like that Klingon heavy metal that the Talarians like listening to. Yeah, uh, possibly, possibly. Cool. Yeah. That fucking so, yeah. A, a comics corner. Um, a, a very quick comics corner. Um, to talk mm. about resurgence. Wow, that captain does have a mustache. Yeah, it's a great mustache. What a mustache. Yeah. A proud mustache. Yeah. When, um, when you see him remembering working with Leah Brahms, he's a very much like younger man in the TNG season one, season two uniform. He's got a tiny got a little mustache. <laughs> it's not tiny, as bushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a pencil mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so check it out if you want to. Yeah, man. I'm looking at this cover with the Starfleet Delta and the flame on it. Yeah. And I'm thinking about you saying that there's a new and volatile form of of mm. of fuel. And I'm thinking yeah. probably shouldn't. 
probably shouldn't investigate it. Probably shouldn't. Probably should just yeah. leave it alone. Looks like if you if you read this comic book and understood mm. foreshadowing, maybe you would know to leave that fuel alone. Yeah. Yeah. In the comic, they're like, oh, if you tune it precisely, you could go at much, much higher warp. Or if you tune it wrong, it would turn into an explosion. And like, okay, it's going to be an explosion then. <laughs> so there's like no... It's yeah. just like boom, boom. There's no like. There's no middle ground. There's you no middle ground. It's either it's it's dead. all good or it explodes. Yeah. 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 No, that that kind of uh, when presented with that kind of choice, the 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 right answer I feel is to just walk away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What one thing? If if you want me to try and segue to um, the um our big topic of the week again, or the episode of the week. One person in it, I'm pretty sure, was um, a Zindi uh, humanoid, whatever they call them, um, Zindi primates. Primate. One of them was a Degra. Um, <laughs> and speaking of maybe Zindi or, you know, that sort of species popping up, should we talk about Star Trek Prodigy? I see what I'll tell you. Yeah. What did I tell you? I said that I said you'd do a segue. Yeah. I I you know, and it's you know, something a dusting to keep people interested. Why not? So um, classic, classic podcasting. Yeah. We're on season one, uh episode 14 now. Um, what is it, Crossroads? Mm-hmm. The famous Britney Spears film. Yeah. Um, oh, Oh, you think it's a it's a homage? I thought it was a homage to the nineties um, uh, through to the early two thousand British daytime soap opera Crossroads, oh, yeah. set at the Crossroads Hotel. Yeah, fun thing. Very that. popular with the young people. Yeah, wasn't that a dream in the end? I'm trying to remember. Yes, it, it was. was one of those it was a dream. It was the dream of a woman at a checkout counter. Yeah, fantastic! Yeah. Great way to end the series. <laughs> all the writers completely done you know that's ah, fucking uh, they like well i mean like it, they already someone already did the the dream of the it, what was it someone already did it was the uh in the snow globe of, of an autistic child yeah what was his name johnny johnny uh, mnemonic was that saint elsewhere yeah yeah something like that uh yeah anyway what what did you think of the episode I thought this episode was outrageous. Outrageous. It was outrageous, Mike. Ah, Do you get it? I see what you're doing. Do you I get see what you're doing. It? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Very it was well a great done. caveat this episode. Yeah. Um, quite well done, I, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good fun. There were some frustrating moments in this episode. Yeah. I get that. Uh, we'll, a bit we'll of get postcard it. on the uh, fridge sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but at the same time, the the episode does kind of hammer down why that or you know those frustrating scenarios happened. Yeah. It, it does kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good fun episode. Nice to see things coming together mm. um, in certain ways. Um, Got some new uniforms. Yeah, I'm not sure in the. Those are looking good. Those <laughs> looking good. Um, yeah. I used to have a 
gorgeous red coat. Mm. And it just watching this episode made me miss that red coat. I have no idea what happened to it. Yeah. Poor red coat. Poor red coat. Mm. Um, I, I agree. I, this was um, one of my, uh, it's definitely up there in episodes of Prodigy for me, um, mm -hmm. even with them being idiot kids doing idiot stuff. Um, so yeah, I've got it as one of my favorite and the cameos and the, um, the return of a couple of races and stuff like that. I thought it was all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we go into spoilers? Yes, please. I can, I can do my, I've got it very short this week. So the kids had the protostar on an ice planet and head to an outpost looking for transport to the Federation so they can explain why the protostar is an anti-Federation weapon bomb thing. Uh, they're searching for transportation when they start running into Janeway and the Dauntless uh, crew who are there to pick up Frex, the guy from the outpost the protostar accidentally blew up. Janeway's team cotton onto the protostar crew um, and start fairly aggressively chasing them down. Um, thinking they're the guys that stole the protostar in the first place because of what Frex and the Dabana's um, bad memories have been saying. Uh, protostar guys rush back to the protostar, picking up the outrageous O'Connor on the way back. Uh, they take off with the Dauntless in pursuit. Murph hatches into a bipedal version of himself and accidentally launches a torpedo at the Dauntless. Janeway fires back, um, breaking the protostar drive. And the protostar and O'Connor head into the neutral zone to escape Janeway. There we go. Ballsy. Fun episode. Yeah. It was a lot of fun episode, man. The outrageous O'Connor. Outrageous. What a dude. Billy um, Campbell back again. So what did you think? Like, I what what did you think of 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 O'Connor? Yeah, he he's near enough how I remember him. He's like a bad hand solo, really, isn't he? He's not yeah, great think, at his job. <laughs> I think, but but like he's also more jovial. He's mm. he's a bit more like um, he's not hey, the wall, he's, you know? he's more he's more finger gunny. Yeah, you know, he's more like hey, hey, woo, woo. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know uh, the hologram Janeway. They don't give anyone for him to like um, put the real charm onto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I thought it was fun that like, you know, when we see him like now, it's kind of like when we see Han Solo in Force Awakens where like, you know, time has gone by and he's yeah. he's still just hauling he's junk. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. Um, you know, even a lot of like similar imagery to like when, when you know, later in Force Awakens when Han Solo's on the Starkiller base and yeah. he's wearing big long coats. Mm. Um but yeah, yeah the, like I could, I could, I could easily believe that O'Connor, 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 O'Connor. I think the problem is, is they've got American accents, so when they say yeah. O'Connor, hmm. they're saying O'Connor. Yeah. O'Connor. These Americans with their trying Irish names. <laughs> O'Connor. O'Connor. Eh, hey, O'Connor. That explains yeah. why he had a vest, but where was his hat? Um. Yeah. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, we get some like decent coats on this. Did the mm. pla the planet they landed on? Did that remind you of the Enterprise one they kept on going back to, or like the set they kept on going back to? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's it like in broken bow and then kind of, a couple yeah, of Yeah, various kind of way stations and dodgy, you know, scum and villainy type places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely got that vibe. Um, you know, made more so by the inclusion of Zindi. Yeah. Which Fucking was cool. Zindi, Zindi um, reptilians for some reason on a snow planet. Um, um, yeah, so the Zindi, we see Kazon. Again, yeah, those uh, Kazon, yeah, I didn't see Kazon, that's cool. Oh, wait, yes, when I remember now. The guy Rex is talking to someone, um, yeah. about he, how he was saved by nice Orions, and he's talking mm. to a Kazon, yeah, um, who have somehow got from like the furthest reaches of the Delta Quadrant to uh, Federation space, <laughs> wormholes, yeah, wormholes, wormholes in it. We get a Klingon, um, which are the, you know, not rip-off. Uh, <laughs> a non-rip-off Klingon, i.e. the Kazon. Uh, um, yeah, but, it, you know, it's nice seeing the Zindi back, at least. I, I do Yeah, like man, getting Zindi. some Enterprise representation. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, what else? What else happened? Uh, do we want to talk about have... the stupidity of the kids? So, yeah, yeah. So the kids, like, just... I mean, have you ever been in that scenario where, like, you're excited to go and talk to someone and then you go and talk to them and you don't know what to say? Mm. Me either. I, I was just blagging. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I, I'm a talker. You're talk. <laughs> I, I think the, the stupidity starts way before that, though. In yeah. that they go to this outpost, they bury the protostar and walk even though the Protostar has a thing where it can make a, a buggy, um, has a vehicle replicator. But they walk um, to try and curry favour to get onto a ship to get to Federation space. And they don't take any form of payment with them from the Protostar. They could take some antimatter or dilithium or whatever with them. They don't. And then there's the bumping into like multiple people multiple multiple one of the proto star crew bump into someone and they've got no idea what to say like yeah it was kind of frustrating yeah all you have to say is we're not the bad guys by the way um but we've got the proto star yeah like we we found this ship it's called the proto star i'm sure you've you i'm sure you know about it yeah um we didn't steal it Mm. um you, you're working with I'm my a father, child. who, by the way, is a I'm bad a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was some... Uh, there was... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... it's You know, they have that... There's that thing where it's like fight or flight, but there's yeah. also, like, freeze. Mm. And that's what everyone kind of does. Um, Dal yeah. draws attention to it in, in, when he freezes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was kind of frustrating where they had this opportunity to explain to them the situation... You know what they could have done? Even after, like, when Freck has, like, um, called them out and said that they blew up the station, just one of them stay behind and get caught. You know Janeway's not going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and just explain the situation. Right. And just, like, Dahl put his hands up and be like, right, catch, catch me. It's fine. Um, yeah. By the way, we're on the Protostar. Don't try hailing it because it won't answer you because we don't want to blow you up. Um, but let's work something out. Um, yeah, that works. Yeah, something. 
Or even, I tell you what, what I was thinking when I watched it second time round. They go to this station and like, we we need to get to the Federation. Why do they yeah. need to get to the Federation when like they're in, they're, yeah, space they're in. Skype exists? They could yeah. like send a message from the station, which would be cheaper. It'd be easier. You wouldn't have to work mm-hmm. with the smugglers to just say, by the way, Federation, Protostar's here. Don't try communicating with it. There's a bomb on board. Um, yeah. But can someone come out and get us? We're yeah, children. can you come pick we're us up? We're, we're, yeah, we're literally children. We're like we are um, unsupervised as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, just it's just you know they they but they are kids, so they you are know, kids. Maybe they, They're idiots, and you know, and one thing that that you know, if if kids think that they might be in trouble, they are mm. capable of all kinds of stupid bullshit. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's some, something that that for grinded it ground my gears, it chafed my fucking taint. What was that? Uh, Doctor Noom, Doctor Noom, yeah, Doctor Noom, being a dick to mm. Jank and Pog. Fucking but... classist, classist bullshit. But that's how Tellerites are, though. And being part of the Federation doesn't that's how mean Tellerites you have to give are. up. No, that is how the Tellerites Oh, are. is it? Is it just the way they were raised? No, that's do you, just do you remember were, the episode? That's just how they were raised. That's just how we were raised in my day. No, do you remember the episode of uh, TNG where yeah, Wesley's in um, the Academy and one of his training lessons is like a dude bumps into him and Wesley like looks him up and down and starts like getting aggro with him and he's like, oh, that, that species, you know, if you act normally around them, they take it as a threat. That's that's the Tellerites. Yeah, that's their problem. It's yeah. not it's it doesn't excuse it. No, but way. if they're talking Tellerite to Tellerite. Like it's still it's still classist bullshit. Mm. It's still not okay in the Federation. No. Cla- it's a yeah. caste system, man. Yeah. Cuz Jacob goes to from having thinking that he's royalty because um the Tellerites were one of the founding races. Yeah, and then of the this Federation. fucking Tory bastard comes out and starts calling, being mean to him. Call him, you know, giving him Pog like, is a say, rump name. Yeah, Pog's a bastard name, like in Ga- like Snow and Game of Thrones. Yeah, like you call. Oh, apparently, if someone has a baby that's a little run, you call them a Pog. That's yeah. That's fucking. That's a caste system, man. That's not a cool. That's not fucking liberty. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't I, like. I, I still Noom. thought it was like a good interaction there, like all yeah. the pairings in particular. It had, it him. definitely had depth. Yeah. I now don't like Doctor Noom, the classist. <laughs> yeah, but like in the his pairings, fucking they do ivory well. tower. Well, his, if not an ivory tower, he's got ivory tusks. So. <laughs> fucking harvest those ivory tusks. <laughs> make a piano. Make, fucking make egg cups with them. Yeah. Um, but they have him and, and Pog. And then we'll eat the rich. Sorry. Yeah. They have him and Pog, Essencia, mm-hmm. and um, Gwyn, which I thought was another good one. They're the, you know, Younger um, women of the, of the cast, really. So good. Mm-hmm. 
a sentient um, seeming to have not so much like like empathy mm. or like well not she's not empathic but she seems to be empathetic like she mm. she definitely has like you know she seems to have a good sense of people yeah um, and cool wise. gloves still and and cool gloves yeah I noticed uh, everyone else, all, all the other Federation guys, put on gloves as well this week. They weren't as cool as Asensius. They were just black. No, black she's like, I've, got, I've already got cool gloves on. Thank yeah. you very much. I wear my winter gloves all the time. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think of Janeway in this episode? Good. Like, she's operating how I would expect Janeway to operate, given the conclusion that she's been led to believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then and then she gets this random moment in the middle of a of a mission where she's she's on the hunt, where she meets yeah. this kid who says he wants, and she's suddenly she's super nice and kind to this kid because like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing she needs to be. She's you know she's she's nice to him, yeah, and she she says something inspiring to him, mm. um, basically just trying to tell him to spit it the fuck out, like, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, she you pretty know, much does thing, the. There's no do, uh, there's no try. There is only do yeah. or whatever. Yeah, to do him. or do not. There, do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, you know, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the fear of failure. Trust me, as someone who didn't enroll at university till he was twenty-seven, mm. the fear of the fear of failure can be a big, um, uh, a big stumbling block. Yeah. In life, for some people. Mm. Uh, so but, yeah. I, I thought she was. Fairly like I know she's like thinks Chakotay, her her best mate or whatever, has possibly been kidnapped and whatever. But she's like really standoffish and like she calls people savages <laughs> and um, she's ready to enter the neutral zone for like nothing. It's like maybe losing you in the Delta Quadrant was a good thing because you would have like started a fucking war, <laughs> the Federation against someone. Would she have around. started it? Would she have started it, or would they have started it by being like that? If she goes into Rumble in space. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I didn't start it. They fucking started it. You should have seen the way they looked at me. Yeah. They fucking started it. Mm. I, it's amazing how often as well, and I think it like comes from TNG where like the Enterprise used to meet um, warbirds head-to-head, where... The Dauntless gets close to uh, the neutral zone and suddenly there's Romulan warbirds on the Federation side, like head to head with the Dauntless being like, if you come onto our side, that's it. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, who the, who, whose side you're, are you on, you're mate? You're on our side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. What are you going to fucking do about it? You can't. Yeah. We can, yeah. <laughs> and they're not even, it's not even about like going onto our side. It's going into the neutral zone. So they've yeah. stepped out of Romulan space through into the, the neutral, neutral zone, zone, through the neutral zone into Federation space to say, hey, where you off? Yeah. Don't you, you be coming in... over here. Don't you be coming <laughs> back there. Yeah. It's someone standing in your garden being like, don't you touch my fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got in, in my notes as well, Murph does a Riker maneuver. Um, Murph does, yeah, did a bit of a Riker maneuver. Like, what do you think of Murph's new design? Might be um, a Pikmin. Yeah, like a, with the, yeah. the sprout on the head thing. Yeah. yeah, 
I, I look forward to when Murph is. I hope like this means it's an actual like becomes more of a character as time goes on. Mm, maybe um, because the slug normally got left behind, um, and nothing happened to it. Uh, I, I the carry case that got you know Murph got shoved into to to take it along was just like a Death Stranding. Have you played that game? No. It's the one with um, the dude from Walking Dead. Right, yeah. And he carries like a baby with him at all times on this fucking carry case. And it's just the same as that. And I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're carrying like this this person with us for no reason. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool when they when they when they all ran from the uh, when they all ran from the Starfleet officers and they yeah. immediately jumped into the Fantastica. Yeah, yeah. Surprised they didn't do it the separation the thing. Yeah, yeah, man. And they just hopped in and were like, "Let's steal this." Then I guess I like yeah. that. I like moments like that. Yeah. Um, and they definitely kill. Um, some Zindi. This is the first like killed some people for sure. Yeah, this is the first like um, body count that I'm ascribing to these kids, where they throw something out the back, and one of the like land speeders hovering behind them runs into a wall and explodes, and I'm like, dead. <laughs> that mm-hmm. person's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucked them up. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, warp nine point nine seven? Yeah, like, I love, I love, I love warp speed stuff, and they've got a great bridge to have a good view of it. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah, I was amazed like how big uh, the Dauntless was compared to the um, Protostar. Yeah, it kind of kind of reminded me of the opening of A New Hope when the big yeah, it's like coming over. Yeah, because like the Dauntless, like the. The make-believe Dauntless that this one's copied off from Voyager was never that big, but you can, you know, no. it's a it's a new ship, so yeah. it could be as big as you want. Yeah, it's a um, what's the word? A cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking dreadnought. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Do you reckon? So we know Jellicoe's going to be in this series. Do you reckon he's next week handling the Romulans? Yeah, well, I mean, this episode is, is um, you know, it, there's a cliffhanger, so there's presumably, mm. you know, it's not like Crossroads Part 1, though. Yeah. So maybe next episode is just going to pick up where this one left off. Mm. But yeah, I'm thinking, um, you know, Jellicoe's going to have to step in to help. Yeah. Um, be it, be his normal dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, they're dealing he skypes with the into Romulans the Dauntless now. and he's like, yeah. "What shift rotation are you running, Janeway?" <laughs> he's getting, they're like free shifts. Skype, well, that's why these kids escaped you. You need a four shift rotation. I tell you, you need a four shift rotation, especially if you're going to go up against the Romulans. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe they just get um, Jellico in a conference call with the Romulans to be yeah. like, "Sorry." We we need someone with the right negotiation style. Yeah, I think that's stern, what it would be. Yeah. We need a stern, um, you know, thoroughly grey individual <laughs> to uh, to 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 deal with the Romulans. 
we need a ninety year old man to uh, mm-hmm. to help us out here. Yeah. Um, one thing I liked, we got uh, one second, What's his bloody name? We got uh, we got a little bit more of uh, the the first officer number one, uh, Tysis. Tysis, yeah. Tysis, voiced by um, uh, Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Um, David Diggs. Yeah. Um, can never remember. So, his name. like, there, there was a, there was a, you know, Janeway is like fully ready to like fucking smash into the Rob Mullen zone, <laughs> yeah. to the neutral zone, um, and and Tysis is like, you know, no. Yeah. And he you says, told "You me want to, to, yeah, you, know. you want someone to listen to my emotions, but not be led by them." Mm. Um, I, I like that we're getting some like world building, some kind of like tastes of 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 previous shit going on. Yeah. Um, you know, backstory without doing exposition. Yeah. Um, and they they seem to be trying hard to get us to remember the names of that crew because, like, when they beamed down, it was like, "Your full name, you'll do this. Your full name, you'll do that." Uh, and I, the only one I can remember is Essentia so far. Yeah. And they, those three seem to be like her guys. Yeah. Her boys. Yeah. But that, that was about, uh, I think the only other note I had was um, setting the time period of this. So the Romulans know at the moment that the star is going to go supernova. Um, right. Okay. And it's got several years before it actually does. Oh, man. Just like Krypton. Yeah, yeah. The council knew. The council knew. It's all conspiracy, man. Yeah. So yeah. Th- at this point, they should be like making plans anyway to escape or whatever, like to evacuate the solar system um, and possibly yeah. even work with the Federation to do that. So, If only they weren't so paranoid and xenophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I much blame like... them. Much like society, um, you know, we're all, you know, we're all facing, you know, planet death. Hmm. Um, but we're we're all so afraid of each other that we're not willing to work together, you know, towards a, a common good. And yeah. also, you know, we just consume. Yeah. That's all we do is consume. We're happy with our comforts. Or... Mm. Yeah. But I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to seeing some more Romulan stuff. Like I, I feel like yeah. throughout all of Star Trek, we've we've never had we've never got enough Romulans. Hmm. Um, and now now when we do get Romulans, they're they're kind of pacified because they're post apocalyptic. But yeah. now we're getting some more of like you know Rom the Romulan Empire. Hmm. Um, and and so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to some more of that. For and sure. this should almost be at like the height of the empire as well. Like, or hold on, when did um, Star Trek Nemesis must be set a couple of years before this? Yes. So they should have a, a fairly friendly Praetor at the moment, I think. Yep. So yeah, but it's Perhaps. still the height of the power of the empire, at least. Well, I mean, saying that if they if they go with. Star Trek Online, the Praetor might be Sailor. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. But that must be after the um, uh, explosion of 
Yeah, and then in Rumbles. Star Trek Online, it goes. There's two factions. There's the mm. Tal Shiar and the um, and their new Romulan Star Empire, okay. and then there's new and then there's New Romulus, who are more like kind of frontiersmen. Rom- mm. The Romulan like faction in Star Trek Online is very like everyone's dressed like it's Serenity. Okay, they've abandoned the big shoulders. Yeah. What a shame. No good. You, you no had good. that one style piece. They're probably not wearing the helmets either, so... Nope. What are they even doing with their lives? Hmm. But yeah, looking forward to some more Romulan shit. Yeah. Um, looking forward to, uh, to, to, to some more interactions between the Dauntless and the Protostar. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the Revolution. And then we can take care of Dr. Noom. He's done nothing wrong. He done nothing wrong? You he's fucking bootlicker. He's a fucking Tory cunt. He's a fucking... He's a classist bastard. No. He looks down on the fucking... The little guy. He's punching down. I mean, Pog was going to find out at some point he was named after, like, a runt. Yeah, he was operating under a misguided conclusion. Yeah, he is. A, he is an amplifying of a fucking systemic problem. No. Yeah, I get that. The Tellerites need to get their act into fucking. They need to sort the fucking. What am I trying to say? Yeah. They need to have a word with themselves. Hmm. Did, did you have a message for the episode then? Because I, I had a message that somewhat links into that. Well, it's, you know, I guess the most, you know, the you know, like Janeway says, you know, fear of failure has, has stopped a lot of people from doing stuff. Okay. The fear, the fa- the fear of, of everything going wrong hmm. seems to be the, the stumbling block for most of the crew at some yeah. point in this episode. Hmm. Um, and you know it's an important thing. It's 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 the kind of thing that that stops a lot of a lot of people from uh, from from progressing in life. It's mm. what stopped the Romulan Empire from from making good enough connections that they yeah. could avert catastrophe. You know, it's what stopped me from going to university uh, at a younger age and living your dreams and, and living my dream. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. It's you know it's uh it's it's an important lesson to learn, um, and it was said in a very clear and concise way by by a very authoritative figure. So I think it's a good message for the kids out there that are going to be watching this show. Mm. I had a completely different one. I had um, don't judge people before you know them, mm. or on secondhand information. So there's like obviously the freck stuff. Um, getting second-hand information to Janeway and not really knowing them. Then mm. someone is shocked at Rock, um, their size, and uh, she says back, don't do- judge me by my size. Then there's yeah. judging of Pog by his size. Um, mm-hmm. So there's all judging of people from second-hand information or their traits. Um, mm. So, Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that, and like that's the thing. You know, Janeway... Like we, you know, we're talking about Jane Way and how she's behaving. Mm. You know, she is operating under a false conclusion. Yeah. 
um, she's 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 you know there, there's the Sherlock Holmes line of 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 not forming a hypothesis before you have all the facts, mm. or or you will twist facts to suit theories rather than theories to suit facts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that it's it's an important thing to to not sort of jump before before you know where you're gonna land. Yeah. Uh, true yeah. that. True that. Well, do we have anything else to to go through other than the links uh, to all social? There was there was um, there was the uh, uh, two things I wanted to go through. So yeah. um, Star Trek released. Well, actually, first we'll do the 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 captain's log. Okay. Um, so, uh, during it, you know, Janeway sort of tells us where we are, which we know where we are, mm-hmm. but she also mentions that she hates drinking. She hates not drinking coffee. And she mm-hmm. says, I mean, who can stand tea out of a replicator? And now that she's, now that it's been said like that, as an Englishman, you got to think like, like, well, I mean, you got to think like maybe a cup of tea out of a replicator maybe wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't quite taste right. I've said for a while, like, and I think it's not it's not just my theory, but any time that the quality of food is brought up, the replicators are bad at making food. <laughs> and the only people who truly, truly enjoy it are people like, the doctor in Seven and Nine's body who's never experienced like food before or people that have never had that sort of variation. But Riker's cooking because food tastes horrible. Cisco's dad's cooking because food tastes horrible. In Picard, they're talking about how they switched the replicators from one sort of matrix to another and it's not as good. You know, food isn't nice out of the replicator or it isn't as nice as it could Dessert. be. Dessert yeah. is always is always like is it's all, tricky dessert. I guess dessert is good. Mm. No, like everyone seems always seems to enjoy the desserts. Yeah, um, but then everyone always says like, "Oh, you've replicated this fucking blood wine or this gack mm. or this rum with an ale or this brandy. It's all it's all shit." Yeah, um, but chocolate pudding, ice cream, you know, gelato. I no because. Troy, the the queen of cake or the queen of chocolate, prefers cakes that have been made, and probably not just because they've been made and shown effort, because she would be the she'd be the taste um, princess of of chocolate, really. Ah, uh, maybe how, how she eats chocolate. Maybe, but I mean, like some people do, like fucking eat really shit processed desserts, and you think, yeah. You like that? And they go, yeah, I love it. This is better. Yeah, I know that's better, but this is still good. Mm, True, true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if we we end up with replicators, I'm ordering dessert over the 3D printed steak. Yep. Oh, and uh, the the other thing um, was um, for last week's episode... Mm-hmm. When we when we met the 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 planet of the uh, theater kids, yeah, um, Star Trek re- released like a fun mock playbill for the for Starflight and the Legend of Enson. 
Okay. Uh, we got some. We got some. We got some reviews here from the Star. The Starflight Times says it's a sensation. Mm. Um, the Starflight Review says live logs and proper. Very good. Um, and the Starflight Weekly says the prophecy comes alive. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds great. Sounds, like, sounds great. Sounds like people are loving it. But they, they Star Trek put that out on a tweet. Um, with the question, what classic Star Trek stories would you want to see retold on stage? What do you, what episode of Star Trek do you think would make a good play? I always thought Duet, the Deep Space yeah. Nine episode with Kira um, and, and the Cardassian. One of my favorite episodes, Duet. Same, and it, it yeah. and it's it's it it's it it's much like a like an F. Scott Fitzgerald play. Like it only takes mm. place, the whole thing takes place in like four rooms. Yeah. Um you know, and it's uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, like ooh, I'd love to see that on stage. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'm trying to think of which TOS episode I'd pick because I think it would be a TOS one because of how like overly dramatic they are anyway, you know, of the productions oh. at the time. The menagerie. The menagerie. The menagerie. Because like you could have like the court proceeding over here, mm. and then when they when they go to the tape, lights go off. Ooh, shit! The set changes just like that. The set changes. The <laughs> lights go off on that end of the stage, and then poof, the lights go up on this end of the stage, and you've got different people. Yeah. Yeah. Or like pick like the worst one possible, like the Turnabout Intruder. <laughs> That would be a great. That would be a great one. Yeah, that would be a great one. Or I tell you what, um, William Shatner within... would love to do Turnabout Intruder on stage. Yeah, no, the Enemy Within, I think, would be the Enemy a Within. Good one. Which one's that? So when Kirk gets separated into two, good Kirk oh, and bad Kirk. That would be good. How would you? Would you get twins to play Kirk? Yeah. Well, most of the time, you only need one person playing it, don't you? It's only like for one scene where you need both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could, and then it could just you could just have one guy fighting himself. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> have it as a one-man play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was the um, there was there have been like over the years many. Um, stage productions of Hamlet in the original mm. Klingon. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a few you can you can find some scenes. There's a there's a good Tachbeck um, Nachbeck scene um, out there. To be or not to be, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's all in Klingon. It's 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 surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, if it, to to all the to all the fail freaks out there, I came up yeah. with that. Good work. All you fail freaks! If you Where can think you? of like a um, a a track that you'd like to see as a play, yeah. let me know. You know, yeah. the drumhead. Yeah, trial episodes would work well, I mm. think, because it's you know confined location. But on that note, then, should we say um, all the links to socials and that's down below? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and yeah. Like, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Um, write a review. All that. Tell your friends. Tell, Tell your, your friends. family. Tell, 
Tell your yeah. mum. Tell your mum about me. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it then. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm staying with with the live logs and proper. You and motherfuckers. I'll, I'll do peace and long life. Double the masses.